0: This is Episode 171, Leading the Way Through Vision, with Dr. Kelly De Simone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having an amazing day, wherever you happen to be. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is The Dance of Life. Our inspiring quote for today, to get us grounded, to get us started, we're talking about vision, is from John Streff. He's the founding father of the developmental optometry community, and he said, When vision works, it guides and leads. When it doesn't work, it interferes with everything. I love that quote. You know, in my own background studying movement, I've always seen the parallels between the physical world of the things that happen and move in our bodies and the ideological world of success and goals and planning and ideas and how we think and behave. So for me, those parallels are very real. And I love that quote because it parallels the importance of vision, both in the real sense and in the ideological sense of our goals, our success, our long-term planning, and when vision is spot on, when you have a good vision and clear, direct vision, everything else aligns. And when you don't, it interferes with everything. Totally makes sense. And the same goes for our physical vision. And believe it or not, there's actually a lot of parallels. As you'll see in this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of interesting Parallels and hopefully you'll see vision in a way that you've never seen it before and that was my goal my Inspiring guest that I want to share with you today is dr. Kelly de Simone She's a fellow of the College of optometrists in vision development and she holds a doctor of optometry degree from Pennsylvania College of optometry in 1983 dr. Kelly Simone was awarded the Skeffington Award for excellence in vision service She's a member of the Arizona Optometric Association, the Neuro Optometric Rehabilitation Association, the College of Optometrists in Vision Development, and the Awatuki Foothills Chamber of Commerce. She specializes in neurovision development and rehabilitation, and she's passionate about helping people develop their vision. Everybody that I spoke to, she's the first person, the first optometrist I've interviewed on on the show. And everybody. Who had anything to say about her? So how passionate she was about vision. So I was like, man, I'm, I'm really curious now. I really want to interview this gal and see, you know, see what's up, see what parallels, what we could learn. I've never interviewed anybody from the background of an optometry, and we had a great conversation. So super excited to share this interview with you. If you want to get in touch with Dr. Kelly in her office, it's uh, at iPriority.com. That's spelled with an I, like EYE Priority dot com and she's offering a right eye vision brain health screen. It's a $40 value for free and right eye is not like just your right eye. It's actually a program, I guess that basically uh, uses a particular AI model to look at how your eyes are moving and will diagnose you very specifically with, you know, vision evaluation Basically, So they were giving that for free. If you get in touch with them, mention this episode, Uh, You know, today we're talking about leading the way through vision, though. You know, and like I said, Dr. Kelly's super passionate about what she does, and I'm always looking for inspiring, passionate people. And we have a fascinating conversation about vision on everything in your life because one thing that I, you know, I've never had vision problems in my own life, thank goodness, but it really does affect every aspect of your life: success, relationships, creativity, your focus. So much more than you think. And that was what really surprised me through this conversation. And we also were going to talk about the impact on learning, especially with children. If you have kids, that's going to be a big one to listen to this episode, as well as some really exciting therapies that will help to maintain your vision and even improve creativity and focus and learning and all these things that we don't necessarily immediately associate to vision. But there is a connection. So really, really fascinating stuff. I'm super excited to share this episode with you guys. If you find this episode useful, if you enjoy it, make sure you share it with at least one person. I found out in this episode that 20% of people suffer from some sort of vision problem. That's one in five, which is crazy. So one in five out of the people in your life, this episode is relevant to them. So make sure you share it with that one person. You never know the difference that you'll make in their life. If you learn something you want to share with me, let me know. It's at TutorAlexanderOfficial. That's on Facebook and Instagram. I'm always curious to hear what makes a difference in your life. This episode was really cool for me. Again, it was something new, something different, and it made me see vision in a whole different way. So that's super exciting. So let's get to it. Let's go lead the way through vision with Dr. Kelly Simone. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am here with Dr. Kelly De Simone. How how's it going? I'm so excited. This is your my first optometrist that I've ever interviewed for the show. What an honor! What an honor! <laughs> and and you said this is your first podcast. This is my first podcast. All right, yes. I'm pretty stoked. This is this is great. I love your. Uh, we're at your office today, and I love that little joke that you guys have on front. It's like, why did the picture go to jail? Because <laughs> it was framed. <laughs>
1: It's a daily thing. We, we try to put a...
0: You guys have a daily joke that you put? Is it a daily vision joke that you put, or is it just any kind of...
1: It's anything that the staff gets free reign to choose. Oh, that's... Anything that's PG. And... Okay, okay. As long as it's PG, <laughs> right? I
0: gotcha. <laughs> yes. You guys have had this... Uh, you've had this practice for a long time now, huh? Like you said, 19 years you've been the owner of it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, we're going on thirty um, 28 years in Albuquerque.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Which
1: is, you um, know.
0: Out here in Phoenix. Established. A sunny Arizona for sure. Yes. What's it been like for you owning this? I mean, you're you're now, we were talking a little bit off air about how you're ready to kind of expand the business and take it, I guess, to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of get some new locations. That's pretty much where you're at with it.
1: Uh, I have started a new business. You started,
0: started a new business. This is a new
1: business. Uh, hmm. So it's a branch off of. Um, I uh, purchased an established practice in in this little neighborhood we're in, and um, <clears throat> all, uh, always from day one in my career, I've had a specialty called vision therapy. So I purchased a practice uh, after my maternity leave with my third child, and um, I have been trying to build the specialty inside of. A general practice, and um, last year I went bold and big, okay, and split off and have this brand new venture that I'm very excited to talk to you about today. So
0: today, so this office right here, this is because there were two offices when I came in here. Correct. That's how. That's pretty much the split off.
1: Yes, yeah, so I got a little funny story on that. Um, <clears> the <throat> where we are sitting right now. Um, we expanded in 2007 and came into this office suite, and we basically outgrew the space. And so in a conversation last year, um, uh, April time frame, I said, boy, I really need a new space. And lo and behold, next morning, I see a for sale sign across the parking lot, We made a call, negotiated rent, uh, banking, (laughs) contractor build-out, and opened doors August 8th.
0: Wow. So, four months. How far? That was four months after you initially Four months
1: from the idea.
0: Wow. That's incredible.
1: Yes. I'd say the universe aligned for that one.
0: Yeah. It was meant to be, right? (laughs) So, you guys are pretty much overflowing with clients at that point like you, you were yes. that was a good problem to have yes pretty much and so you decided to get another yes location what is vision therapy i mean i'm really curious because i was reading about you know what you do online and that sounds really interesting i never even heard of vision therapy before well,
1: okay it's been the world's best kept secret okay and it's that's done we're ready to go go live this is not new by any means yeah. um the the knowledge and the The practice of offering vision therapy is not new. It just seems like most people have never heard of it. Some of the old data says one in five people have a need for this service. And that's huge if you think about the numbers.
0: One in five people, not one in five that have vision problems. Like one in five people. Correct. Wow.
1: (laughs) Correct. So most, um, most people are familiar with the basic concept that if they have a vision problem, it usually means things are blurry and they need glasses. Hmm. Okay. Occasionally it's something like an itchy eye or maybe something else going on inside their eye. So vision therapy is for that crowd Outside of the standard glasses, contacts, medication, and surgery, this is that other piece. It's not dealing with the eyeballs themselves. It's about vision, and it's a neurological issue. Mm. So we're educating the eye and the brain or the neurosystem to start talking to each other. Interesting. In cases with development, like a child... It's almost as if that software package didn't get turned on yet. So they have all the pieces, they just don't know how to use it yet.
0: So what kind of problems, like for example, I mean, I'm very fortunate, I haven't had really any vision issues in my life, but somebody who would be a candidate for vision therapy, let's say a kid, like what kind of problems are they looking at? Like what's, how does that show up? Like what are the symptoms?
1: Sometimes it's obvious crossed eyes. Oh, okay. Or or an eye that wanders out. Those are obvious. You can usually look like at the
0: mechanical other. issues.
1: You can look at that person and say, oh, something's off there. Hmm. But the other cases are um, developmental in nature. So uh, it could be just balance. They can't stand up and walk. So you have delayed walking with an infant. Um, <clears throat> I've had some um, whom had speech delays... Because their vision system wasn't on board yet and they were very confused and seeing double. And as soon as we lined up their vision with glasses, the person's speech took off. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, and b- prior to that, you wouldn't, let's say you had somebody who had a speech impediment or speech issue. Would you, from the outside, be able, like as a lay person, I guess, be able to see like, oh, it's a vision problem or it's not obvious until... Let's say they come to you and then they get a screening and say, oh, it's actually your eyes that are making you talk, you know, that's funny. uh, You know, uh,
1: that example is is a pretty unique case. Right. (laughs) So um, I I can touch back on that later. But um, we often work with um, just children in development. So reading, tracking, learning problems. Many of them have a vision base to it. Hmm. Dyslexia so backwards reading and backwards writing if you if you have poor eye movements and you can't go smoothly left to right right to left and you mix it up and you reread both ways over uh, over letters or words how do you know if they're backwards or not
0: oh interesting wow
1: so fixing that eye movement issue teases out one of the factors for learning and reading so learning, reading, um, many of the adults we have in the uh, practice in the program have sustained something like a concussion or an auto accident or brain tumor oh, <laughs> or yeah, something, yeah. you know, more, more, um, some of these stories are, are unbelievable, but um, they, they become broken. Hmm. So they look perfect and they don't, nothing shows up on any MRI or, or x-ray or an, anything. They're, they look, appear to be perfect, but they can't do things in their world. They're, they can't make, their thoughts are affected, their memories affected, their balance is affected, their tracking, they lose the ability to read comfortably, they have headaches all the time. And those are things we can work on in vision therapy. So uh, back to the speech, looping around back to that, I have seen, and again, this isn't like, oh, we're going to fix every speech problem that exists, but I've seen people that talk with space between the words, and I put on a, a... a prescription, maybe glasses, and all of a sudden they're speaking really fast and fluid. Wow,
0: really? What's the correlation between that? Like, why would that happen?
1: Um, <clears throat> vision vision, is something that happens um, in the brain. So 35 areas of the brain process vision information. Wow. And so those those highways sometimes become clogged or detoured. And so by balancing this vision system and activating those pathways again, we, we can make those connections happen. And so it might be with the speech centers of the brain or your balance or your eye movements or your me- visual memory or your processing of light. <laughs> just Just depends on which section of the brain has been impacted by the incident
0: do you do you think this just came to me i don't know if there's any correlation but because as we're talking about all this stuff like how vision is i've never even thought of vision to this extent you know like to that it's but it's makes total sense like that it's related to so many different things in our life and the interesting thing is i wonder like if it affects let's say the pace that you read you know which let's say that in turn makes you not very confident, you know, there's social stigma around it, there's all this kind of stuff. Does it, have you noticed, or in your experience, like, is there a relationship between vision issues, and let's say even creativity? Like, have you found, like, with somebody's been freed up with their vision, that they are able to visualize better, or let's say even be more creative again, or like, at least even freed up from any social stigma that they had before, which then freed them up for creativity. Like those kind of things really are interesting to me. How certain things that we don't associate, they're actually related through several causes of an, you know, causes and effect.
1: Um, There's so many layers to that question. I'm going to just jump in with a story. Um, I have a relative that's an artist and um, performs with, musicians so puts up a big um, screen and then paints live. Oh okay I've okay. seen
0: something like that before yeah that's cool. great right.
1: and and he's he's very very good and well established and um, you know vision has many different vision needs okay so so that he's already creative but the real world gets in the way so to get on stage it's black. <laughs> There's no lights on. Hmm. So you have to walk behind the stage or, you know, be, be, behind the curtain, come out, don't trip on any of the wires, get to where you're supposed to be before the whoo, big finale. Right before the,
0: the reveal, yeah.
1: And the reveal. So we had to have something different visually for that to happen. And then when you're Like painting, something
0: he's wearing or... Yes. Oh.
1: Certain glasses and tints and filters that we had to use. Oh. Um, and then, you know, the lights... You know, you're performing, it's really bright. So we had to do something with the different with the glasses for the lighting. And then when you're focused, there's a certain age in life where things aren't quite as clear up close. Hmm. <laughs> and when you get to that point, if you're painting and you're at arm's distance... That's one prescription. But if you want to zoom in and look at what you've done, you have a different prescription. Mm -hmm. So we had to get really creative with what we're doing. So I'm not going to say that. So and then you asked about visualization. Of course, we can develop visualization. And that's often one of the pieces that um, is um, compromised after a a brain injury. Um, But spelling some people are really just have that talent it can be developed Um, have you ever written a word and then looked at it i was like wait that doesn't look right
0: many times
1: (laughs) okay and then you check yourself and you were actually correct But you weren't, you were matching what you wrote with the image of what you had in the past so that you pulled on that visual memory Mm -hmm. piece to make an exact match. Yeah. And so that can be developed and changed. Absolutely. As far as being more creative, I don't know that I can make that direct correlation, Um, but if somebody's business or job or life is to be creative and they can't do it we can and there is some vision problem we can help make that connection for the person
0: wow that's so interesting i mean you know like i'm always you know especially health recently in in my own life i've been really kind of delving into health and, and wellness and it's just how everything is so interrelated you know it's just crazy like Like I said, I've never, knock on wood, I've never really had any vision problems, so I haven't really had to learn too much about it, you know, in that sense. But just hearing all this stuff about how, like, because I have, for example, a lot of clients who have kids, you know, and they have uh, kids that are, you know, eight years old, nine years old, you know, and especially when we talk about, let's say, learning issues, right, where the kid is probably really smart, but there's actually something maybe else going on with uh, with their vision. That is misconstruing the result, and then the result gets misinterpreted, you yes. know, in a different way.
1: Yeah, um, the, the rules have changed a bit. Um, do you remember kindergarten when you were in kindergarten? Yeah, okay, did you, did you go a full day or half day?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I, I want to say it was half a day, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Half day, um, when I went to kindergarten, it was a half day. And uh, we learned how to write our name. There was a story. We had a nap, snack time, and recess.
0: Yep. <laughs> that, was, that sounds about right. <laughs>
1: okay. Sounds about right.
0: Yeah, I wish okay. that was my schedule today, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's got, lot, it's got a lot harder. It just gets Everything you need to know you
1: learned in kindergarten. <laughs> I Remember know. that? We're just
0: complicating things.
1: It, the rules are different now. So most kids are in school full day at five and a half, six years old. And if they're not writing or beginning reading by the end of kindergarten, there's stress. <laughs> mm. And so um, it's, and by third grade, when I went to school by third grade, that's when everyone's sort of gelled. So kids have a natural normal range of development when things click but there's such pressure right now that if they're not doing it by kindergarten they're having parent-teacher conferences and by first grade the homework and um, someone was telling me they're doing third grade oh we just started division third grade
0: wow I don't think I did division until like fifth or sixth grade or something. Yeah.
1: It seems like the scales moved up Mm. a lot faster.
0: Are the eyes, here's a question for you. Are the eyes developed by that age? Like, is uh, there, like, when do they get fully developed, the eyes themselves? Six
1: months of age. Six months of age. Most things come on board and are developed. Yeah. Now, um, you're, so, you know, you're able to see, as an infant, six months of age, usually. Before that, like, anything goes. Mm. (laughs) The eyes are kind of wonky and they're moving all over the place. But by six months, that binocular system's online. And certainly by two years of age, usually the prescription stuff starts to, you know, it's called emetropodization. That means actually, 12 months of age, things start and they should develop down to about zero. That's normal. And the kids who don't, um, Sometimes a vision uh, issue occurs, such as amblyopia or lazy eye, if people have heard that word before, where one eye might have a big prescription and one eye might have no prescription. Hmm. And it sets up confusion for the brain because it can't process light. It's traveling at two different speeds. Hmm and so when that that occurs it can set up from even y- a young age just a warp in how their brain processes information
0: so fascinating i remember taking like a sensation and perception class in college so i was a psychology major and learning about like the rods and cones and just how our eye it's like so fascinating we have yeah. such a fine machinery in our
1: it's, it's, in it's our
0: eyes and, and the whole, I mean, the whole body is just a miracle. It's, it's totally, just, I mean, that's insane.
1: The eyeballs are important because they are beautiful structures. They're fun to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the eyeball does is collect light. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the rods and cones are collecting light and that information travels through our brain. And you probably learned this in elementary school the two, right eye, left eye, the information comes in and crosses in the center of the head mm-hmm. and then it goes straight to the back. It, it switches, comes, yeah. It's... Yeah, they switch places and they go to the back of the head. It's like a big X. Um, <clears throat> that, is, that is 80% of the light information processes in the back and we call it the occipital lobe, which is in the back of our head. But 20% of that information from our retina splits in the midbrain, and whew, travels 35 different areas, 305 different pathways.
0: Wow. Jeez.
1: So, um, have you ever um, seen some something, whatever it is, and it makes you immediately sick to your stomach?
0: Like a scene? Like something? A
1: scene you- or... Some bodily fluid or something, oh, like sure, that. yeah, <laughs> something
0: that's like, oh, that's really disgusting, yeah. That. <laughs> that's
1: a vision pathway, you see it and it connects immediately to your gut,
0: huh? Interesting, okay, okay. So, could you say the same thing about something that's like scary, like that fight or flight, sort of there's a tiger, I need to run type of thing, or
1: absolutely, so in that fight or flight, um. It's a startle reflex is affected. Uh, something that's affected in that. Um, <clears throat> so it goes
0: straight to your gut, in the sense like it it act, it starts that chain reaction in, in yeah. the body and everything. Yeah. So
1: when you're when you're when you're afraid, immediately your pupils will change, your breath will change, y- your body shuts down digestion. It's mm-hmm. like mm, we don't need to digest right now. We need everything we have we need to run to mm-hmm. run from the lion <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Yeah. And so yes. Yeah, so vision absolutely changes and it becomes more precise and detail oriented mm. and those shifts happen uh, certainly if there was a line in the room okay and if, if someone jumps around the corner and they say boo you catch your breath and you immediately your body starts that adrenaline rush and changes for that type of response but um Sometimes it happens to kids in a classroom because the teacher says something like, pull out a piece of paper and put your name on the top left corner. We're going to have this pop quiz.
0: Yeah, and they can't see where that corner it, is or whatever else. You poof, know.
1: Shuts it off. Hmm. And they can't think. Even though they're really, really intelligent, they can't think. So you mentioned some of your clients and their eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds. The same thing might happen when parents say, okay, let's sit down and do your homework. And it may be, you know, something very simple, read a story, answer five questions, but the word homework sets off the reaction and the kid goes into a complete meltdown. Hmm. Most parents have seen this at least once and it's not fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I think when I heard the word homework, I freaked out. (laughs) What what do you think of these kids these days with with their phones? You know, because like when we were kids, we didn't have the ability to look at screens all day. So I'm really curious, like, okay, you know, now by the time they're, I don't know, seven, eight years old, they already have a full time. Like I saw the other like month, I don't know how long ago it was, but I, I'll never forget it. I was at a restaurant with a friend and we were we we're just sitting there eating. I was looking around waiting for the food and I see this family, it's a younger couple, relatively younger, probably in their late 20s, early 30s, something like that. And, you know, they each have their screens and it's like, the guy was on his screen, the girl was on her screen, and then you had the little infant, literally, there's like this two-year-old probably that was sitting there and you had like a little iPad with a game on it. It's just kind of screen yep. time. You I know. call
1: that good for business.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess you never. So yeah, going uh, out.
1: Public service announcement. Public service announcement. Okay. When you were a child, did your parents ever say something like this? Don't sit close to the TV. Yep. Why? Why?
0: Because you ruin your vision. <laughs> Exactly. I heard somewhere that what that wasn't true either. Is that <laughs> what's the deal with that?
1: That's correct. However, there isn't a person you can ask, even internationally. I've had people from other countries, and their parents still said the exact same thing. No parent is telling their child to get the f- screen away from their eyes. Hmm. It's just not happening. Hmm. Um, the The per- appropriate distance to hold any type of a near target being that a screen, a tablet, a book, paper, math problems is if you make a fist and you put your knuckles under your chin and it's the length to your elbow. Okay. It shouldn't be closer than about the distance of the end of your elbow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you're an adult, I'm an adult, um, but how long is the arm of an, A twelve-month-old.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, it's a lot shorter.
1: Okay, and a two-year-old, and a four-year-old—they start growing, right? But what they don't adjust—the children still hold it where they held it the very first time.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Okay, so that the first of all, this all way too close to their face. Yeah. So that needs to be adjusted as you grow.
0: What's the What's the long-term effect of that? Like, let's say, okay. By the time they're 15, they're going to start having to be wearing glasses? So, or we don't,
1: we don't know entirely 100%, but we do know quite a bit about light and how the blue light affects the system. And I can talk to you mm. about that right now. Off of our devices, there's a blue light that glows. And you've probably seen yourself or someone else you walked by at night, and they have their laptop in front of them, and their face is just glowing. Yeah, blue. (laughs) Blue, right? (laughs) Blue light is necessary. It's from the visible spectrum, from the sun. We see the blue light, and our bodies respond, and they say, yay, it's time to wake up. And we stay awake with blue light. Hmm. When the sun goes down... Our bodies recognize that that blue spectrum is gone and so melatonin starts to naturally release mm-hmm. so we're all familiar with that word melatonin but if you have a screen in front of your face it disrupts that natural cycle so mm-hmm. we are finding sleep patterns are changing okay and and just you can infer if you look at other professions in the history you know firefighters are up all night nurses who work night shift there's higher rates of other health problems when your sleep patterns get disrupted oh for sure
0: yeah sleep is everything
1: so um two things these are public service announcements (laughs) one don't hold it so close to your face (laughs) number two there are features in the devices to cut the blue light cell phones or apple products Apple products have a feature called Night Shift. It's in the settings under display, and it should be, in my opinion, it should be on, turned on full-time for all children. For adults, you can follow the standard settings, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. I
0: think I have mine, yeah, from like 10 p.m. It, it changes. You can tell it gets like warmer or something.
1: Yes, it turns to more of a brown tone instead of a blue. I didn't, know, I didn't
0: know the sun had blue light, though. That's interesting. Like, yes. I thought... Sun was like warm light, like whatever, I mean. Do so you ever see spectrum. a
1: rainbow? It has every color. Right. <laughs> so we only see it in those certain, uh, you know, when, it, when it's presented to us. But all of those rays and, and their different frequencies that come with each color. So
0: blue is the one that triggers us to wake up and basically produce cortisol and kind of get going and everything.
1: Turns off the melatonin and shifts our our chemical program to alert and awake time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's so that's very important to um uh number 1 put the filter on if it's an Android it's it's a, either in the settings as a blue light filter or it's in an the app store for sure hmm. okay so that's hugely important for all tablets for your uh PC some of the newer ones have that built in as well or you can download a free program and i have no proprietary <laughs> connection with this but it's called f dot lux flux hmm. and it is a free program like adobe or something you download that will put that on that that same cycle on your screen so you can on take... your desktop computer yes basically. Hmm. yes so those two things are important there are no structures in the eye to absorb the blue light. Thus, it's coming into the back very, very fast and very frequent because of the number of hours people are using their screens. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we don't know for sure, but macular degeneration is something we're concerned about in this generation that's growing up with it their whole life. Because
0: of the blue light?
1: Yeah, because that much intensity, yes.
0: So because... The eye can't absorb this particular frequency of light, and it just goes straight into, I guess, what, the back of the head? Penal gland. The penal gland.
1: Your penal gland is, is, is in, inside your brain. That's what responds to the blue light and shifts that melatonin on and off. Hmm. Yeah. And then the eyeball itself, because, you know, you know, we don't know. We haven't seen what how humans react. Yeah, it's all over, new
0: stuff. And there's over no... this
1: many years. Um, whether that generation will develop macular degeneration at a much earlier age or not, that's just one of the things that we're concerned about. And there are vitamins that exist that can be taken. I have one here called Screen Time. And it's for... That's
0: the name of the vitamin, Screen Time?
1: It's for teens.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> it's it's a teen vitamin called Screen Time for... Um, What's in it? By I Promise, it has lutein... And zeaxanthin, it's there it's to an ant- just feed right? that center part of your eye called the macula. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there's having a good relationship with your optometrist. is
0: Pays is, off, yeah.
1: It sure does for the long run.
0: I had a client recently who um, she just literally, I don't remember what she, because she just figured it out. But she literally woke up one day and like one of her eyes she couldn't see. And from what I remember that we last talked, it was like, that she, there was something to do with the circulation around the nerve. One of the nerves had been like um, pinched or something like that, where it lost some circulation, obviously kind of, it kind of died off a little bit. So then it, it like, it was just so scary. Can you imagine like literally waking yeah. up, you know, like in you, that's, that's a primary part of your life is, is seeing how yeah. much we rely on seeing.
1: Yes. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm the, I'm that I'm not that entry level doctor for, because of my specialty with vision therapy, but once someone like your friend has gone through all of the standard testing and gone through all the treatments that they need to, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> then, then they would see someone like me, for vision therapy, because they either have to learn how to be an amazing one-eyed person.
0: All right, yeah.
1: Or they have to learn how to put the two pieces back together. Hmm. So, uh, um, you know, there are some neurological things that happen that we cannot reverse there. You know, if if you had blood flow constricted or you had part of your brain cut out, What's gone is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make that come back. But we have to get those, those pathways in place so that you're perceiving information like movement and stuff that happens out here in your peripheral vision. And so even if you have had a nerve problem, um, there's still parts of the retina that may still be getting light and sending signals. Hmm. And so... They have to be connected and woken up, and you use as what you have, and you have to learn how to process in that new visual system. And that's what we do. That's part of the rehabilitation piece.
0: What's the craziest story that you can think of that you remember in the last oh, my goodness!
1: Years? <laughs> uh, every day, every day I hear something new from from my clients but I, re- I remember one of the stories way back in the 80s um, it was a little it was a young man who uh, came in for vision therapy weekly appointments it's like a class you take and it was difficult mom worked dad wasn't around So it was a friend of a friend. It was a little boy? It was a little boy, but he had a friend of a friend of a friend who would pick him up and get him there. So it was a burden for everyone. And this little boy, I think he was about eight years old. He came running through the office, excited and happy. He was holding this piece of paper up in the air and he was shaking it. He's like, look, look, look what I got. Look what I got. It was a C. It was the first time he ever had a passing grade.
0: Wow, that's incredible!
1: And that moment, it was like, okay, I'm all in. I'm, I'll make a career out of this. This is worth it. <laughs> if he could be that, that excited it.
0: for a C, <laughs> a C,
1: which I'd never like at that point, right, I'd never
0: think of that. Yeah, I hadn't
1: had that. If I had a C, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna How be in trouble. But he, he could barely write his name. Like he mm-hmm. had a passing grade.
0: Wow. So. Um, were you at that time? Were you an optometrist? Like you were, no, you were um,
1: working? No, that was that's just part of my beginning. Um, you know, talk about the struggle. I, I, um, started. Oh, <laughs> have I've, I'm going to go into this story for you a little bit of the struggle. Go for I it. I mean, right now I just. I love what i do every day and i'm so blessed i've been able to expand and offer this service and it's so wonderful but in the beginning it wasn't so wonderful it was difficult Mm. because people
0: didn't know about it or
1: well i um i i fell in love i followed the boy right i fell in love and i graduated from college with this wonderful degree in anthropology
0: wow okay
1: Yep, thank you, mom and dad. They never complained once. <laughs> it was wonderful, and I fell fell in love and followed this boy to Philadelphia. We're still still married to this day. But um, and it was a little tough finding a job. Hmm. And
0: with your yeah degree in anthropology, sure, yeah
1: okay, what do you do? Right. Where do I start? Where
0: do I start excavating?
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I like nails, you know, I wanted to have fingernail polish. So it, you know, it was really weird. Yeah. So I, um, I stumbled on a job with an optometrist and, and uh, he met me and said, do you like kids? I was like, yes. He said, and you just graduated college? Yes. I'm going to train you as a therapist. I was like, Hmm. Okay. Okay, then, and that's how. And it you all... didn't need it,
0: like, for ther to be a vision therapist at that time. Yes. Or... Okay. Yes. So you could do that without, like, a medical degree, or how does that work?
1: It's a it's a division of our um our field, and yes, their their therapists are trained by the doctor they work for. Gotcha. and Follow our program, and we're prescribing and guiding and leading that process.
0: Gotcha.
1: And so. Um I I enjoyed my job and a friend of mine came to visit and said I think I'm going to go back to school. What do optometrists do? <laughs> and so I started talking and the passion just started flowing of how wonderful this part-time job I had was, right? Yeah. And my friend looked at me, it was like a mirror right there in my face and said, "Wow." You really, really like this. You should do this. <laughs> and I remember saying, "No, I'll never, ever go back to school." And of course, I, I go, did. Huh? And so, um, you know, you. What know did the- you like
0: so much about optometry? I'm, I'm always curious. Like, what, what, what was so? I mean, everybody, everywhere that I read about you, everybody that has talked about you has said the same thing that you're very passionate about optometry. Like, what was it for you that was so? exciting that you are just that you fell in love with this profession
1: you know i I think that it just ticked all the things for my life development and growth but um i get to meet really wonderful people Hmm. every day nine to 20 times a day
0: (laughs) a lot of people (laughs)
1: attention span you know is an hour long or 20 minutes long and you, it gets very intense and deep and they talk about themselves and what their needs are. And I have a toolbox of, you know, glasses, contacts, medicine, surgery, referral, therapy, find what I can do to help. And, um, it's very, very fulfilling because being comfortable with your vision how you're seeing the world, how you're processing the world—it—it just—it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, there's so many examples I can think of, but people, um, <clears throat> you know, the kid running across the room with a C in his hand, <sighs> like that was—that was it. That changed his life. Mm-hmm. And having a person um, only be able to park far because they can't back in, they can only pull forward. Um,
0: These little things that we take for granted every day.
1: Every day, right, driving. Um,
0: Parallel parking or whatever. you know. Um,
1: or, I can only make right turns.
0: Hmm.
1: I can't. No. Can you go straight? No. I can only make right turns. Hmm. Pe- there are people who drive around and they only make right turns. I,
0: I can make left turns, but I can relate to that. I hate taking <laughs> left.
1: <laughs> but you mind going straight? Straight's fine. Right, right. Only right turns. Wow uh-huh um, uh, somebody was happy uh, had a brain injury fell and um, these symptoms usually occur later they don't happen right away so you know you heal from your initial dizziness and your initial headache and then you get back to your life and you just cannot do it you can't process you can't think as well um, you're it may be reading speed I mean, just think about how many emails you might have to get through in a day. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: And you c- can't do it anymore. And 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 so uh, one person, you know, we met them maybe 10, 15 years after their injury. And um, after our program, they were thankful because now after 15 years, they could put their dishes away in the kitchen Okay, wow, put your dishes in the away in the kitchen. They couldn't do it prior to that because if they put the dishes in the cupboard, they forgot where they were, really, uh-huh, so imagine
0: so their memory improved after after vision therapy
1: visual memory yes, 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 interesting and okay. so they it was gone, so we've all had this experience. you know you open the refrigerator door and you're like, oh, where's the ketchup? Right, hmm. <laughs> like looking. Yeah, I, there's too much stuff. In I the can't w- find the ketchup, and your friend or your <sighs> comes over and they say, "It's right there, <laughs> in front." So why of does you. that
0: happen? What, what is that? It's
1: called figure ground, and your your vision attention window your vision attention window might be just out here paying attention to what's happening on the edges of the refrigerator and the fact that there's just a lot of stuff in there and and it's not able to zoom into the details to look at each object to see what it is
0: so what what causes that like why is our attention not i guess focused right
1: there's central vision and peripheral vision so what happens is in the center is detail based um, um, and there are different retinal cells that pick up that detail high contrast letters words part that's there's different cells outside of rods and cones <laughs> that pick up that information on the retina there are su- some cells and amp- that are just ambient and they're picking up movement out here in space hmm. and so sometimes after the injury it's like you get stuck you're only stuck in the details at which point you're bumping into door jams and you're can't find anything in the refrigerator <laughs> and you're afraid to drive on the freeway um, and reading is really difficult. Or you might be stuck way too much out here in the periphery. And so you can, you know, you look normal. You can walk through the door jamb and go through the center just fine. But you can't find your paper, your computer screen. The light from it really hurts. <laughs> hmm. And so we we ebb and flow.
0: And your vision wouldn't be blurry at that point. Like it's it was normal vision. It's just your attention is what's suffering because of the neurological Just how, how that
1: information is firing and getting processed. Now, here's a question
0: for you because this, this is very fascinating to me. And I'll tell you why it's fascinating. Because in my own background working with clients in movement and dancing and you know specifically the type of athletic movement that I'm sure any other athlete can refer to, especially if it's like gymnastics or anything else like that that involves uh, high-precision movements, you know, mm-hmm. Where you have to really focus, you need that attention window to be extremely sharp. And I've noticed that, you know, for some people that's easy. Uh, and for some others, like it just like it's almost like there's an innate obstacle that they have to overcome to focus. Is there some sort of difference between how we're born, DNA, morphology, whatever else like that's going on that maybe predisposes us to focusing, quote unquote, better? Yeah.
1: All the above, yes. Wow, that is so interesting. <laughs> but, you know, in, a, in dance, um, if all you're thinking about is the beat, oh, okay, counting. like
0: auditory, you're distracted by the auditory.
1: I'm just counting the beat. <laughs> you can't make your body move because you're stuck mm-hmm. in that auditory. So you have to be both, you have to integrate, it's integration of the visual information, the sequence of what's going to happen. You have to have the, Almost the words or the sequence down in your head, hmm. and then you have to have the muscle memory to go and go through and do it the same way over and over and over again. Hmm. Some dances, um, or you have to have. I mean, there's yeah. I'm not. I, I dance. I love to dance, but you have to. There's many different parts to it. Well, you
0: also even mentioned. I mean, gosh, it's like so. So many things are popping in my head now because. You mentioned the impact of memory. Like, for example, those people that would put the the dishes in the cupboard and would forget about it because of the, the visual memory. When we're executing a task, like, there's a certain choreography that goes through the mind. Everything's a choreography, which is just basically a sequence of movements in your head. Whether that's the choreography of grabbing my mouse and turning the computer on. Like, they say that before you do something, the mind is already playing out the possible way that you're doing it. So so I'm getting home, unless you can't, right? So I'm pulling up home, getting up in my driveway and I'm already thinking about, okay, I'm I'm visualizing, right? The sequence of going through the door, let's say the dog's there, feed the dog, get dinner, like you already have that visual thing. But in this case, let's say somebody has some sort of concussion or something, right? Where it impacts, I guess, the-
1: The whole visual system. The visual system. I mean, the whole brain goes forward, back or side to side. It's called mm-hmm. coup, contra-coup. I mean, you, you hit your head and you create a bruise inside there. And our brain cannot go very far, right? It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's like a, skull. a millimeter. But like that
1: little bit of movement causes shearing and changes in those pathways, those synapses. A, a nerve <sighs> lets off the chemical signal. The next one collects it. And if things aren't lined up precisely, it's going to get skewed. And that information processing can be... Disrupted, hmm. and in, in like in a child's case, it may never have been there, or there are some children who have unfortunate things like a stroke in utero before they're even born, oh, okay. um, or they have some kind of birth trauma, or tons of babies accidentally just roll over and fall on the ground. <laughs> you know, they might be on the couch and roll over, boom, smash their head a little bit. So, um, things happen, and if that process gets disrupted, one in five. Back to our data. That's crazy. Twenty percent need is some help put number. in place.
0: Do you find that, uh, like, what do you what do you have to say about people who get easily distracted? What's the visual component? Yeah, like, do you if you find? I mean, obviously, that's such a broad thing, but like, is there? Let me put it this way: Is there a visual component that can Going back to this idea of attention, that's really fascinating to me, like, because having that ability to, to be in the details and also broad is, is like a... And you have to You need assume, both. You need both.
1: Um, under seven years of age, under seven years of age, what is, what looks like attention deficit is the same... Is what's completely normal for kids to wiggle around and move. Hmm. It's also what a vision related learning problem will look like. They look exactly the same. Wow. Okay? okay. Distracted, doesn't want to sit in their chair, you know, not looking or paying attention. And then as children grow past seven, then the normal piece goes away. They should be able to sit still and pay attention. Um, If there's a vision problem, it'll look a lot like attention deficit for many, many, many years. You can have both things, obviously. You can have a brain chemical thing that's happening with your attention, but it can be a vision piece as well. And so I always say, you know, you fix the vision piece, then you come back, reassess where that attention piece is. So I don't, like, get rid of attention deficit disorder but we can certainly tease out the parts of it that are vision related Hmm. and sometimes that's enough
0: what do you think like for somebody who let's say that's listening to this and would wonder about their own lives like okay wow i didn't realize that maybe xyz problem that i'm having might have a vision component like how would they what would you say to the average person like some some warning signs or some things to take care of to kind of say hey maybe maybe i need to get like let's say some vision therapy or maybe i need to look into the vision component of this problem like what are some things to, to watch out for
1: um well if you can't accomplish your goals in your day and you have symptoms headaches fatigue eye fatigue Losing your place when you read. See double when you read. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, uh, always it's sports performance issues that aren't where you want them to be. Could mm-hmm. be a batting issue, or a shooting issue, even in soccer. Those, if you're just not able to coordinate and do what you need to do in your world, by all means, you start with a general eye exam um, uh, and And then from there, we refer on, um, doctors would refer to me um, and we can do, we do a full battery of um, testing. Um, One of the features I mentioned on um, for the listeners is a free bright eye evaluation. Now, it's it in Phoenix, though, right? It, it is in Phoenix only, yep. <laughs> but you can look it up, just look it up, right eye, mm. and there are providers everywhere.
0: Oh, okay, cool.
1: And it is it is an instrumentation that does check both eyes, not just the right eye. And so it, that's
0: just the marketing <laughs> side of it is the right eye.
1: <laughs> it's both eyes for sure, but it's a, it's a, a computer uh, screen that looks – um, at your eye movements, So you stare at a screen, and it tracks any movements you do. So it it does it has a brain health evaluation, a functional vision evaluation, a sports vision IQ, and it has a reading program that you read a story on the c- computer, and then there is a graph afterwards that shows exactly what your eyes did. Did it wow, stop and look at really each word? Did it skip lines? Does it go back? Re- are you rereading? It gives you the full profile. Tracks
0: it with like a laser or something? Like how does it know? It's just
1: fancy software, wow. recognition software.
0: Wow, that's really yeah. interesting.
1: So, I mean, there are providers all over. Hmm. So I would, you know, go to their site. You can find it on my site. Or there's a link or you can find providers all over.
0: Hmm. What do you think the future of of art? Like I'm really into, you know, all kinds of futuristic. Div- and like, especially now, we have all these wearables that are coming out. And I recently just read an article that a lot of the big tech companies are racing to replace our cell phones with things that we can wear, like glasses. To be these smart glasses, I always think they're not there yet. It's gonna
1: be good for business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're never going out of business, pretty much in that sense. But oh
1: no, they're contact. They're. Do you think so like fifty many...
0: years from now people are gonna have bionic eyes? Like, do you think we're gonna have things to enhance our? vision to see things that we would never have been able to see like i don't know you know that movie yeah what the heck is the name it's with the the girl she's lucy you see that movie lucy. i didn't
1: see it but i i believe she gains
0: like superpowers so you can see like microwaves and you know all yes. stuff like <laughs>
1: um there's i don't know there's just so many cool things on the horizon yeah um there's prototypes right now for contact lenses that you wear that monitor your blood sugar for diabetics. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool?
0: Wow. So your that's phone,
1: crazy. you know, will beep, 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 registering something from your contact lens. So buttons. it's Wi
0: Fi connected to your phone?
1: Yeah, isn't that cool?
0: Wow. Geez. There's
1: so there's all kinds of things that are on the horizon. Um and um but there's 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 how do we rehab through a trauma? How do we develop what's how do we use all of our potential to develop what what needs to be there um i i do believe strongly that this therapy vision therapy piece is going to be bigger and more Hmm. prevalent as we move forward with all of the devices and the visual demands that people have
0: do you think that it is growing faster than before or is it kind of the same uh rate that it has been growing like what do you How do you do? You know other people in in the field that are basically saying the same thing, like, "Hey, I really feel like this is growing." Or
1: I think it's growing hugely, um, because of uh, concussion awareness. Oh, okay. So more people are being screened, kids in sports, adults, um, and baby boomers are living longer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so uh, with that, we have quite a few people who are retiring and they're active. These are not people who are retiring and want to sit all day long and do nothing. They're busy Mm. and they want to drive and travel and read and continue to socialize. And so if there's a concussion that's occurred that's impacting a person's um, ability to do what they want in life, their vision... (laughs) <laughs> then yeah, uh, in, they're going to be seeking us word. out, and and I I think m- number one reason most adults seek seek me out is for driving.
0: Oh, for driving, wow, okay, yeah. well, especially out here, You're they dead want a car. <laughs>
1: they want to drive. <laughs> they want to continue driving.
0: That is so interesting. You know, I had a concussion uh, when I was, I don't know, it must have been, I want to say, like ten years ago, something like that. I don't know if it was a concussion. I mean, I don't really know what a concussion is. But basically, I was tutoring these kids. I was a tutor at the time in college for, you know, some elementary school kids. And they would have, like, part of the time that I was there, we had to, like, go out there with the recess. You know, we'd go to recess and watch them play and stuff. And I remember, like, getting into, like, a tag game with them and chasing them around or something. And there was this bridge, like, if you can imagine a playground with, like, a play bridge you know it's not like a real bridge but it's a, it's still a heavy structure like it swing from side to side and it's got these metal slash wooden whatever boards that are making up the bridge and one of them had like ran under it and i was chasing i don't know how it happened but literally that thing came back and hit me in the head and i remember afterwards like i had like this bruising under my eyes <laughs> My mom was like, oh my God, you know, you're going to have, you know, like I got really scared. Nothing happened, thank God. But was that, like, why did that happen? Like, what is that? Is that just uh, bruising? The capillaries broke or something under the eye? Yeah, it's like a black eye, especially. Oh, it's like a black eye. Okay.
1: if, If you hit, you know, you break blood vessels underneath the skin, you might have been swollen. But those... Like people fall and hit themselves all the time, and they pop up and not. And we still don't know how who, do you know
0: it's a concussion, basically.
1: Who or exactly people stand up, and they're like maybe they're dizzy for five seconds, and they're like, woof, go throughout their day, no symptoms at all. Hmm. Um, but there are the ones, um, there are certain brains that are more susceptible and they go full into a concussion syndrome. And they have light sensitivity and headaches and dizzy and their balance is off. And there are other syndromes that happen and it's not a hundred percent, thank goodness. But if you have a brain bruise, that's, you know, that's what a concussion is. Hmm. You fall, your brain goes forward back side to side and you put some bruising on that tissue. Um, But there are some people who have them and heal, and they're asymptomatic, and there are others that one concussion they are no longer functioning
0: wow. <laughs> humans,
1: so we don't know it's variable.
0: Hmm. This has been so interesting i I was so excited about this. I'm like, man, I'm going to learn so much today i haven't I've never <laughs> like I said had to really investigate vision. Uh, in my own life, thank goodness, but it's been, uh, it's so funny, I mean, I'm reminded now of a book I read when I was in, in like junior high, I think, or something, it was one of our books that we had to read, and it was called Blindness, by, I'm forgetting the author's name, it was like Jose, it was a Latin author, and the book really stuck with me because, the book was a hypothetical future situation where, there was this virus that infected humanity that caused blindness, and, you know, basically you would get the virus and you'd be blind. And the, the, the whole, there was an underlying message that we're blind to each other because of our differences and racism and social inequality, and all this kind of stuff. So that was the underlying kind of message, but it was done through the physical, like, Hey, what if you actually were blind? What would that turn out? Like people started to become savages and they're crawling around trying to get food and fight each other. It's such an interesting book, but it, it, that's it, from that point on. I was like, oh, that'd be like vision is such a big part of life, you know. So when
1: it when it works, it guides and leads everything you do. Yeah, and when it doesn't work, it interferes with everything you. And do And
0: you can say that, you know, what you just said. I love that because you could say that about. Vision and in, in the vision of your life, like what's your exactly. vision, right? It's, when you have a vision that works, that it's a why, it's a powerful why. Then then it guides you. If you don't, you constantly run into resistance because you're not in alignment with yeah. what um, you want.
1: Eyeballs uh, never come in alone, hmm. and so I always get to meet a person, and of course I'm I'm analyzing their mechanics of their vision. But how they connect that with their world and their goals is fascinating. Hmm. It's a great job.
0: That's cool. What are you most grateful for today?
1: Today, I'm most grateful for for everything. I'm, I'm family and my support system. Family and my support system.
0: Do you have a lot of family out here? Or?
1: Um, my parents are on their way right now okay. Snowbirding <laughs> here so I am there today's a really good day
0: oh nice okay <laughs> good <laughs> awesome well this has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much you're That's so great. welcome I've learned a lot this is awesome it's
1: been my pleasure
0: All right everybody, well I hope you enjoyed that interview with my inspiring friend and guest, Dr. Kelly De Simone. You know, my goal with this interview was to help you learn more about the impact of your own vision on your life and goals. You know, both I guess in the physical sense as well as, you know, the the metaphorical sense. This new year, this new 2020 energy it's all about vision. So I thought it was super appropriate to interview somebody who's so passionate about vision and have this kind of conversation and, and help us both look at our own vision. Like I said, one in five people have vision issues, whether that's focusing or, you know, learning issues that are caused by it or not, not seeing correctly, which leads to, you know, reduced confidence. I mean, there's so many ways the vision impacts our life, but also in. In the greater scheme of things of your own vision. That's the beginning of the year. There's so many exciting things that are upon us. Focus is the key and vision is the key to that. You know, so know, know what you're after, know what you're creating. And if you don't know, then spend some time to evaluate your vision because again, it affects everything. If you want to get in touch with Dr. Kelly, make sure you check her out. It's iPriority.com. That's E-Y-E-P-R dot com and you get a free vision brain health screening. That's a $40 value. So make sure you check it out. Like I said, that's mostly if you're here in the metropolitan Phoenix area. Uh, but otherwise, you know, hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, this is one of these things where I love to get a new perspective. So if this has made a difference for you, tag me on social media at Tutor Alexander official with what you learn. I'd love to hear it. This for me was a big, especially the 20% thing was huge. How many people actually are impacted by vision? It's so interesting. And if you found this useful, share it with one person in your life. The one in five of your friends or family has vision issues. So share this with that one person and let's see what difference it could make. And let's remember our quote from the beginning of this episode by John Streff, the founder of the Up- Developmental optometry community. He said, when vision works, it guides and leads. And when it doesn't, it interferes with everything. So remember, as within, so without. This is a constant principle in my life that the physical world teaches us about the invisible world. I hope that this episode has made you curious, it inspired you to learn more, to take vision into your own hands, both physically and ideologically. this new year upon us and to take action to take action 20 ways to change your life in 2020 i just published that pdf guide and episode go check it out if you haven't heard it a lot of ways to take action in your own life this is the year 2020 vision hindsight is 2020 looking ahead so much good energy this year to really change our life to get our vision straight to get our direction and focus on point hope you guys have enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening i hope you have an amazing rest of your day tune in on monday where we finish our 12 part holy smokes 12 parts if you've been listening that's awesome 12 part series on building a daily gratitude practice and we're going to end With fasting. Fasting is such a big part of my life. If you enjoy fasting, if you're curious about trying it, huge, huge part of maintaining a gratitude practice, make sure you check it out. It's going to be on Monday. And then we're going to go back to regular Friday episodes. If you like having multiple episodes per week, let me know. I'm thinking about what kind of other episode to make on the second day of the week. You know, in these last couple months, we had these obstacle episodes, a special series. We had the Building a Daily Gratitude Practice special series. They were on Mondays. If you enjoyed that, let me know. You can contact me on my website or social media at TutorAlexanderOfficial. I'd love to know. Let me know your feedback and we'll kick it from there. Have an amazing rest of your day. Remember that your life is a dance. So go out there and dance it well. More episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.